Gentle, Gentle Fracture Productions presents In a seat at the bar of the Wailing Griffin, a tavern in the slums of Renara, an aging warrior talks as much as he drinks, and he drinks way too much. These are his tales. Wanted! Swordsman for Hire! Episode 3 The Job with the Slugs, the Hourglass, and the Misplaced Nipple Ring. The Epilogue by Nathan Dane. <laughs> Let me tell you, an enraged, aroused racing slug towering over twice your height is something to see. Multiply that by 20 or so, put them in a circle, blop yourself in the middle of them, and that's something to definitely get the adrenaline pumping. For a heartbeat, I consider drawing Kelly to start getting wacky with the situation, but that moment quickly passed. You see, although I hadn't spent that much time with Charity, I'd found I'd grown quite fond of the beast. Sure, it had let its genitals do its thinking for it, but who hasn't at some point or other, right? And if you took a step back to think about it, I was at that moment the worst party crasher. Here they were, looking forward to a rousing round of random poking, and in jumps some epic and heroic jerk who snatches their magical sex toy away. I'm not saying I was in the wrong, but I could certainly see how they might be upset. So what if their brand of fun involved sharp, pointy spears impaling places not intended to be impaled? I'm not one to yuck someone else's yum. Obviously, getting lightly skewered in the throes of passion is right up some creature's alley. It's not always about me. Usually, just not always. Point being, I decided then and there that I would honor Lord Naked Tiny Man's request not to bring harm to any of the Randy Beasts. If that meant being especially epically heroic, so be it. Well, that was about all the time I had to think through how I was going to go about this, because then they charged. Frills and love spears were all about me as I ducked, deflected, dodged, disengaged, and generally disentangled myself from being in the middle of the cluster and off to the edge of the group. The nipple ring was just the right size to slip onto my armored pinky finger, so in between a graceful backflip and half-twist somersault, I deftly donned the ring. The glowing lichen filling the chamber cast off just enough light so as to illuminate my assailants. But I was all but certain that wouldn't be the case once we got back out into the passageways. Uh, not to mention, I still didn't know where I was, other than down. Grabbing a thrusting love spear, I used the momentum of its withdrawal to pull me into a second spear, which allowed my foot enough purchase to throw me into a spectacular vault, high enough to survey the shuffle of slugs beneath me. In the dim light, each of the slugs shimmered with smooth, unblemished skin. All except one. 
one had the distinct marks of fist-sized hickeys along its sides, exactly the kind of marks you would expect a Breacha Strider would leave after hours of use. Touching down on the neck of the nearest slug, I immediately sprung to the next and finally landed firmly straddling Charity's back. I know I've mentioned it before, but I have good instincts. I've learned that if I feel a bond to someone or something, it's nearly always reciprocated. Even if it's only for a few hours, a bond of ironclad trust can form. This is especially true between a mount and a rider. Charity and I had formed that trust, and it was that trust I then drew on. With my busted breech strider clad legs, I clamped down on Charity's torso. Phenomenal thigh muscles tensed and strained, but I knew I had more than enough grip not to fall off. I just had to maintain that staggering hold for the amount of time it would take to get back. Right arm around Charity's neck, I thrust my left and the magical ring with it in front of its eye stalks. I had its undivided attention as well as that of every wild slug in the chamber. Writhing, angry slug flesh charged me, but I simply leaned forward and whispered, Home. And we were off. I knew Charity had my back. I just wished the other slugs hadn't been trying to have it as well. For the next half hour or so, it felt much like it had getting down there, whipping back and forth, zipping through tunnels, barely missing large rocks, you know, that sort of thing. Except this time... We were the ones being chased, and I couldn't see a damn thing. And we were headed more or less straight up the entire time. My legs were just beginning to feel the strain of continuous awesome exertion when we rounded a corner and a blinding light, which I realized after the fact was just a small lantern no brighter than a flickering candle, illuminated an open gateway, and standing on the side next to the locking mechanism was a very attractive, if not slightly annoyed, Tony. She opened her mouth to call out something, but Charity and I were already launching into the courtyard before anything came out. Instead, she slammed her hand down on the panel, and as quick as a basilisk's tongue, the door slammed shut. My timekeeping belt had been chiming up a storm by this point, and Pev something Tony and Lord Tiny Naked Man rushed me back to the hourglass with a round of shouting urgency. And everything turned out fine. I got paid ungodly amounts of gold, and even got a bonus when the Lord discovered I'd brought Charity back pregnant. I mean, that wasn't actually my doing, but I'm never one to turn down gold. I have to say, though, it really is a shame Tony wasn't into humans. Well, you know how it is. If you would like to ask Bram a question, contact him at bramthunderfist at gmail.com. Wanted, Swordsman for Hire is a creation of Gentle Fracture Productions. Written by Nathan Dane. Produced by Ashcon Stone and Nathan Tucker. Music composed by Nathan Tucker. Voiced by Nathan Tucker. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate, share, and review. Join us on Patreon for early access to future episodes of this and other creations of Gentle Fracture Productions. 
on the next Wanted Swordsman for Hire. Episode 4, The Job with the Songless Siren and the Leaky Galleon. Years ago, when I was young, dumb, and full of uh, stamina, when I didn't yet have the animosity toward the unnatural that I do now, I was hired by a rich merchant to sail across the Acostian Sea with about 30 other random swordsmen to fight a private war that I don't really remember the details to. We were all crammed into the hold of this rather majestic galleon, the Glorious Fortune, to sail just under a day's travel so we could arrive at night and kick all kinds of ass with the element of surprise. The day had slid toward evening, and all of us were finally beginning to feel the excitement of the upcoming battle building in our bellies. Enough so that it was someone's bright idea that we should all get as ready as possible right then, donning our armor, fitting our scabbards, and situating our supplies. Not not really the wisest of moves for the vast majority of those on board. Because out of nowhere, a gut-wrenching rip of thunder pounded the ship a heartbeat before the sea became a watery mountain range. From Gentle Fracture Productions, Wanted Swordsman for Hire. Wherever you get your podcasts and with early access on Patreon.